0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to today's podcast. Uh, We have a very special guest today with us. Uh, I say we, but like my partner in crime is missing today again because he's off to shoot something. But anyways, I get to ask all the interesting questions to our guest. Uh, He's a film critic uh, from, and he's written for The Telegraph, The Guardian, The Reader's Digest. He has a blog, which somehow he manages to keep in the shadows. I don't know why. It's a great blog. Uh, it's called Synesthesia. And this is uh, Mike McCahill. Uh, if you don't know him, you should definitely go follow him on. We a- link all the social media platforms uh, in the description, but definitely check out his blog. I think he, I don't know why he's uh, kept it hidden. Uh, but. Yes, Mike, go ahead. Please introduce yourself. Hello, yeah, thank, than you so much, thank you so much. Thank you for having
1: me. I, I, in, in terms of the blog, I, you know, I, it, it's one of those, I, I just end up, if I see something, but I don't get to, if I'm not being paid to write about it, generally mm-hmm. it ends up on the blog. I mean, obviously all the work ends up there
0: yeah.
1: somewhere down the line, but um, yeah, it, 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 it's just something I do to keep myself busy and out of trouble and Got it's it. somehow become a thing. So I yeah, mean, people, people go there.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I I have a blog, I say blog, but like, I just keep it to like, put stuff like once in a while. But like, when I visited your blog, it was so detailed. And so like regular, I was like, why is Mike not like publicizing it more? It's been 11 years now. So I started in 2010. and, And I think I, you
1: know, there were people who were saying, oh, why don't you have a place online where you can find all your stuff or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I'll start it. And, you know, inevitably there's a voice in the back of your mind that says this will be dead and buried within two (laughs) weeks. No, there'll be tumbleweeds blowing through that. Um, And yet somehow it's, yeah, it's it's sort of... uh, And I I guess one of the things, the more stuff you post on a blog, the more people Mm -hmm. tend to discover it because of the wonderful world of search engines and how... Those algorithms work, um, so it's yeah. It's it's been a good sort of like I say, it, just, it keeps me busy. It keeps me out of trouble on days when I don't have anything better to do.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, I I've always said this. I think it's but like to me, at least as someone who wants to be sort of going to the similar sort of film reviewing and sort of critic critiquing stuff, I think it does take like motivation. I think to to just. Uh, sit down and write okay right and i think it's not just stuff because i was i was going extensively through your blog recently but uh because i discovered it myself very recently uh so it's it's very detailed like at least for for someone like me who reads it and uh uh, and nowadays you're kind of used to like really like the sort of tweet meme sort of culture where you get very easy sort of uh responses yours is like very detailed and so which is what i think is like admirable more than anything else well, thank, so, you. Yeah. thank you yeah uh, i have to be nice also as part of like <laughs> one of the uh people who's thinking no i i genuinely mean it uh well, yeah but so the one of the uh, so my sort of introduction to mike was a lot to do with uh indian cinema and how he was one of the few writers who I I always had like this knack of wanting to check what people outside of India actually think of Indian cinema and more so even like Bollywood cinema. And I think UK has like a fair bit of a Indian contingent, of course, and I think they release uh, weekly stuff in almost all big cinema Change, I think from yeah before I know.
1: you know before lockdown before the the germs blew into town it was you know th- we would get the big films day in day with India so you know yeah. we, we could write on them and, uh, over here in the same way that you could over there yeah
0: yeah so it was more to but I'm guessing you still didn't have press screenings for those films cause... so
1: well I mean here's here's how I I got into it yeah. Um it, 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 it it's just that I started getting into criticism at the time when press screenings started for indian films mm-hmm. uh, and i have to be writing for the scotsman which mm-hmm. is scotland's national newspaper and there mm-hmm. is a, a much bigger asian contingent north of the border i mean the, there's a big asian contingent any, anywhere you look but there's a particularly big asian contingent in cities like edinburgh and glasgow and so my editors mm-hmm. up in uh, up in scotland said well look if, if there are screenings of indian films go and see them we'll cover them and so the, the Scotsman became the first national newspaper in the UK to cover Indian films on a weekly oh, basis. Okay. okay. So it, it just it, it was it was a f- complete fluke of of timing. You know the, okay. the, I had I I just started out. I just moved down to London. Yeah. And um, yeah, Eros, the big distributor. Yeah. Um, they'd started putting on press screenings because the mm. the situation here has always been that. Press screenings are held on a Monday and a Tuesday for the films that come out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And by and large, you get three or four films a day on the Monday and Tuesday. So it was always always quite tough to squeeze in anything extra. You know, you would get the big Hollywood blockbuster in the morning at a cinema in Leicester Square. you get okay. the small art, art house and indie movies in the afternoon and a smaller screening mm-hmm. room around the corner. Um, but there's always been this sort of... Um, logistical issue where mm. it was very hard to, to squeeze in anything you know that's two and yeah. a half hours long and mm. also i think that the you know from the from the critical perspective the critics yeah. were just you know the, we've always been aware of indian cinema you know yeah. it, it's obviously a huge industry a huge mm-hmm. business yeah.
0: um
1: and has perme <clears throat> excuse me no,
0: no has problem.
1: permeated the culture in so many different ways yeah. But I think certainly in the West there has been a kind of reluctance on the part of film critics to write substantially about it. Um,
0: this is what well, we're not. We're Indian. not.
1: We're not. sort of brought up on it. I think that's yeah. that's the thing. You know, we feel much more confident writing about. Uh, English language cinema, Hollywood, yep. you know, British period drummers. That's the kind of stuff yep. that, that, you know, I was raised on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for, there have been one or two critics before me who have written about Indian cinema in, in great depth and, and, you know, but uh, certainly in terms of the major national newspapers, there's been very little coverage over the years. And it, it, yep. it just so happened that I had to be, I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so, but I started writing for The Scotsman. That was 2000 and 2003, 2000, 2004, 2005. What, so it was, what, it was things like No Smoking and Main Huna. Uh, They were the first sort of press screenings that I went to. It. There, was a, if, there, was a press, there was a press screening of, I think it was, I can't remember what it was. So there's a film with um, Amitabh Bachchan and Om Puri. Does that uh, ring a bell with is you?
0: That, is that... Dave, maybe. Yes, it was Dev. Dave. Yes, okay, exactly, yeah. it was Dave. Yeah.
1: And they brought so they, the. We all turned up, and it was it was a week where there weren't many films coming out, so a lot yeah. of the big national press critics mm-hmm. had turned out for this, thinking, well, I've got space to fill, I'm yeah. going to come and review this uh, this film. Yeah. And we all sort of piled into this tiny screening room, and they put the film on, and within the mm-hmm. first three minutes, we were sat there going, "There's no subtitles on this film." <laughs> So almost, almost immediately, like fifty to seventy-five percent of the critics left because they just had no, no, no way. No. What was really great is that the the India because there's a specialist Indian press here in the mm-hmm. UK and they they've always covered Indian films, or whatever. So yeah. they their representatives have turned up and they mm-hmm. were for translating the film to us as we yeah exactly <laughs> it was it was like a sort of input you know um you know they have sometimes screening screenings with like signing for the deaf or something yeah, we, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that, that yeah. was we were in that position someone was <laughs> interpreting the film to us as we went along yeah. um so that was an experience and yeah so yeah. in the early days it was a bit sort of rough and bumpy and there were you know yeah. there was press screenings that were scheduled and then had to be postponed or cancelled because the, the print didn't come into the country in time mm. or it was at the censors being, you know, um, marked for censorship or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 now, you know, there, there are now, I mean, obviously the last two years has changed everything, but mm. the, the, there have been, you know, press screenings now on a regular basis for a good, you know, 10, 10 to 15 years.
0: Yeah yeah no i think uh, do you remember what what the first thing you watched or, or like the thing that made an impact or like was like oh this is bollywood cinema sort of like that well
1: i so i'd seen indian films before that i think the mm-hmm. first film that i saw uh, as a teenager cuz we have on um on our tv channels we have uh, channel 4 which is like the sort of independent channel it's not the bbc it's not mm-hmm. itv the commercial alternative so channel 4 would always show foreign films in the middle of the night and i yeah. you know because i was a film obsessed geek back in, back in my teenage years. Um, wow. I used to record a lot of them on a, on a VHS, you know, with VHS tapes, that's how old yeah. I am. Um, and they played, uh, Roger, the, the Manny Ratnam film. Yeah. Uh, so they, they play that in the middle of the night. There's a, there's a brilliant woman called, uh, uh, oh, I can, my, main my, my memory has gone completely wrong. But, um, uh, Nasreen Mani Kabir, that's her name, sorry. Okay. Again, my, my age is telling me, my memory is gone. Are- no, Nasreen Kabir, who is a, yeah. a genius and has programmed um, films on Channel 4 in the middle of the night for, mm-hmm. oh, you know, 25, 30 years, possibly even yeah. before that. Um, and, and she every year she picks um, a, a bunch of, of 6 to 10 films that represent Indian cinema, not just Bollywood mainstream, but, you know, South Asian and, so, yeah. and, uh, and you know, South Indian films as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they were kind of like little training grounds. I mean, I, I wasn't yep. I- entirely aware of, of Bollywood as a concept. It was just yep. a foreign movie that was on TV in the middle of yep. the night that I happened to record and, and watch. So yep. that, I think that is the first Indian film that I saw. The first one I saw in cinemas was Kabi Kushi, Cabi Gam.
0: Oh, well, What an introduction. Uh, I mean, my, see, girlfriend, uh,
1: my girlfriend at the time was, was, yep. was going to see it with her family. Yeah. Um. Because it, would, it. So I don't know what the situation was, um, in India, but suddenly here it opened on the same weekend as Harry, the first Harry Potter. Movie. Wow.
0: That so is, just before yeah.
1: Christmas, <laughs> two thousand and one, it would have been. Yeah. I think, if my memory serves, and we've already established my memory is not as good as it <laughs> once used to be. But um. So yeah. So because Harry Potter kind of dominated multiplex cinemas yep. that yep. week, it was on in like five or six screens of a 10 screen cinema there was very little else to show on the other screens and so cabi kushi mm. gam came in and played yeah. on you know at least two of the other screens and so that was that was the first indian film that i was aware of that made the uk top five i believe yeah. there were a couple before it but mm-hmm. it certainly the first one i remember going top five in the uk yeah. and i happened to have a conversation with my my, my girlfriend and mm. yeah i said what is this film she said oh my family's going to see it at the weekend let's go <laughs> So I went along. Said it, it was like a proper. Was it
0: subtitled know, or no?
1: It was subtitled. Yeah. Yes, I didn't need anyone to explain it to me. Um, I anyway. mean,
0: uh, I mean, see, I'm I'm one of the few people who may like one of the few people from the podcast maybe who still harbors like a special love for current um, johor films from that era. Also, except maybe right. Kuch Kuch Hota Hai is, is, is something <laughs> dubious, I think, but. <laughs> But, but this is the
1: thing i mean i always tell people that that was my first sort of indian film in a cinema yeah. and it's either a sort of ecstatic reaction or oh my god how on earth did you keep coming back after that <laughs> um and it, you know it, it is it is kind of everything you want from a, a, a big yeah. bollywood blockbuster it's all the yeah. stars it's you know thunder and lightning it is yeah. melodrama cranked up to 11 uh and the, the, i remember just sitting there among the audience who were you know Eating sweets or whatever, and clapping and cheering and booing at various, but yeah. it was like you know being in a single screen out in India, um, yeah. and it, it was it was a, it was a properly memorable experience. Yeah, um, you know whatever whatever the strengths and weaknesses of that film, I I, I quite enjoy that film. Whenever yeah. I've seen it on TV, I've sort of I, I sort of duck in and. and
0: it's a TV. similar sort of feeling I think again it was it's not like my foundational film and like whatever like I was too young I think then to sort of clock that I, I was into cinema but like uh, it it taps into something very much into sort of and I'm sort of in the process of becoming a sort of NRI also so it was a very sort of NRI uh, centric uh, Bollywood film. So I think that sort of tapped that taps into me even now. I've I not revisited it for like the longest time, but uh, but yeah, I I'm always skeptical about revisiting. Uh, but this
1: is the thing with movies is that they become milestones for moments in our life, and I think yeah. it, it's the same as if I I'd said to you know someone around here that my first film in a cinema was titanic they would know yeah. exactly where they were when that movie came out it yeah. was just so big and so everywhere yeah. um and, and you know again that, i think that's another film where you either get people who are really really <laughs> into it or people who go oh my god you know why did you ever go back to a cinema after that? yeah
0: <laughs> no i think it's uh but i think that's very much a sort of reaction to mainstream like popular cinema i think in general which is yeah. uh I, I think a little uh, scorned upon a little too much than it should be which I mean we'll get to that hopefully later uh but but yeah so like so was there like any time where you was it like a so I, think, I guess the bigger question was like was it a conscious decision on your part to go into Indian cinema because it was also something that was underexplored and like maybe you could also create like an own sort of niche for writing about it and et cetera, so stuff like that.
1: I think it's, it's certainly, when I started writing for The Scotsman, it was just, mm. oh, here's something that nobody else is doing yeah. And it's something that I can offer. But I think once I started writing for them, mm. I sort of became aware that I need to do a, a fair bit of homework here because, you know, mm. I haven't grown up with this cinema. It's not in my blood. It's not in my DNA. Yeah. Um, and But, I, I, you know, I have that reaction to any kind of national cinema where I don't really know enough about the, the directors mm. or the, the industry or the system or whatever. Mm. Um, there's always, and this, you know, even today, you know, Twenty odd years on, um, yeah. I'm aware of the sort of black holes in my knowledge that need filling in. Mm. So, the, you know, I, I did a fair bit of learning on the job, and and mm. this was a sort of at a time where you were literally having to file copy on a film a couple of hours after having seen it. So it was all yeah. fairly frantic. It was like mm. you know being dragged around and yeah. you know running into internet cafes with with stacks of notes. You're trailing yeah. paper everywhere you go. Um, but it, it, I did a fair bit of learning on the job. I did a fair bit of, of you know, homework in my, my spare time. And then what happened was mm. the Guardian decided to expand into uh, they were going to launch an Indian version of the Guardian at the oh, very start okay. of the last decade, sort of 20, 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. something like that. And that's when they asked me. Well, they said, they said, "Well, look, you've written about Indian films in the past. Would you like mm. to be our sort of Indian film correspondent?" And I said, yeah. Well, "Wow, yeah, I mean, great, fantastic." Yeah. And so that's how I ended up starting to write about Indian films for The Guardian. Yeah. Um, and it is, it has been, you know, in all seriousness, it's been, it's mm. been the one aspect of my. Work as a critic, where I have mm-hmm. had the most response to it. By and <laughs> am mostly positive. Every now and again, you know, <laughs> someone shouts at me in the comments, or whatever. But
0: no, um, but that's, that's uh, firstly shocking that it's all been positive because criticism generally just gets people riled up. I think uh, in general, I think so.
1: what I've what I've found is that mm. people, particularly in the UK, have yeah. you know they've looked at national newspapers and they've not seen themselves represented Mm. in any form whatsoever you know these Mm. films which are not as i always say they're not small art house movies going out Mm. on one screen in the back streets of london they're playing up and down the country on you know a thousand screens the big films um and people are going to see them and they're getting in the top 10 on a regular basis these are Mm -hmm. films that people are seeing and talking about um and they you know they want to have a conversation about them and because you know the british print media has largely been the preserve of white men um, yeah. it, it, it just it, it just hasn't happened yeah. um, and I was the sort of fresh face um. and <laughs> Believe no, me, this was this was once a fresh face. <laughs> but um, you know, I was I was I was lucky enough to be asked. To be um,
0: honest, Mike, I'm not gonna reveal your age, but I, when I when <laughs> I saw your uh birth, birth year on, on your bio, I was like You can am... you can work in
1: it. There's a lot of moisturizer and very little life experience. That's a good combination. That's my tip, okay. my beauty
0: tip for the podcast. Okay. Fair enough. Uh but I think uh no but I think you're you're underestimating, I think, because because I think you are so I th- you reminded me well that the responses to some of the uh, reviews you've written I actually was going through one of the longer pieces actually not longer but like con- considerably longer piece was uh the one on Kumbalangi nights oh, yeah. uh which you ro- wrote for the guardian and I was looking through the responses and a couple of responses were really lovely and I was like wow people respond that well to like reviews and criticism and I was like I, I don't really see that nowadays in like in me like i think india is just a landmine for like abuse uh sometimes but i,
1: but, I feel i genuinely feel very lucky that people have in, embraced me and you know yeah. it's not like i'm god forbid you know i'm that i'm setting myself out to be the know-it-all of indians now because i know like no, yeah, I, I, I did not grow up with this yeah. and so there are huge gaps in my knowledge that i've, I've been attempting to fill in all these years yeah um, but in terms of, you know, opening up a conversation and being a bridge between one part of the world and another, I think, you know, that that has been a really fulfilling part of my, my critical life in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of Cumberland the people were amazed that The Guardian were covering... A non-Hindi film, you know, yeah. a film from one of the other regions, yeah, um, yeah. because you know, if, if Bollywood doesn't get covered, then the the smaller films from the you know, yeah. um, you know, Telugu films or uh, Tamil films suddenly don't yeah. get covered, yeah. um, and and so people were really, I think, you know, genuinely quite. Um, amazed that the Guardian mm. had actually gone out of their way to cover, and you know, but my my line would always be, well, it's a great film, you know, it's a good movie. Yeah. Why would why would we not cover that, yeah. you know? And and if we don't cover that, the fault lies with us, not with the those the industries.
0: People, yeah, 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 got it. No, I think, uh, so I'll get more into specifics because uh, I was reading through a lot of, I've read, it's not that I'm just doing homework. I've actually read Mike's work before uh, also, and I really like it. Uh, And I've also encouraged him once to like share the link for his uh, review of Dune on Letterboxd, though I would, yeah, I would would have to- Yeah, the feedback
1: was not always so positive on that one. (laughs)
0: okay but but that, that's that's part of the you're going against the grain uh, I guess that's so. not I a sound so. reference I could like yeah yes uh,
1: yes don't rattle the fanboys. whatever yeah, you yeah. do I've yeah. le- if I've learned anything in the 20 years of doing this I, don't the I was
0: reading your review on Radha and I am shocked that no one com- I mean I guess the 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 fan's I always think the fans for Salman Khan films are more Indian centric in any case, but I guess the so the one specific thing I wanted to get to when you were writing when you approach sort of Indian cinema is like because you're writing for a UK centric audience, right? So what I had noticed in a number of sort of reviews you always have is the first paragraph is always a sort of intro to also where Bollywood cinema is at the moment how how sort of consciously do you have to like think about that and like do you just keep tabs on it because uh of like news publications and all that or do you like actively ask people around you colleagues who sort of know uh stuff like that so just yeah it's
1: yeah. it's you know keeping eyes i mean social media has made this so much easier in that mm. you know i can now follow 50 odd great journalists from india yeah. and, and from around the world who are and you know increasingly there's a number of, of journalists over here in the west who are covering yeah. indian cinema in, in in the kind of depth that i'm drawn to i think the guardian um, is
0: one correspondent who's indian right if i'm not wrong uh, i think so
1: yeah i think yeah. i think they've they've got a couple of people who who sort of write quite regularly for them on developments yeah. within the industry itself um, yeah. i don't know whether they're actually based out there or whether they're yeah. looking on from afar um but yeah i mean in terms of those reviews I mean I I guess you know if you were being harsh you would probably say well actually there's probably a feature in this and I'm trying to sort of shoehorn a feature into a review by getting a kind of overview of the industry but sometimes it is you know there are some films that come along and and you just think well it's worth taking a step back and looking at where we are and, you know, mm-hmm. putting it in context. Um, it's, it's often the case, I think, sometimes where I don't actually have all that much to say about the film.
0: <laughs> so it gets me... <laughs> well, I always like, so, uh, so there was like a number of contemporary releases where I was looking at and I was just like, every time you kind of say something which uh, is interesting about the industry, because, you know, when you're so ingrained in like watching Bollywood regularly, you kind of just for- not forget, but you don't address where we actually are. So it's always like refreshing to read it from someone else's perspective that this uh, w- this is where we are as an industry. And which is why I was saying that you're undermining how well you actually written about them. Because I think whenever I've read your stuff, it feels very much that you know the industry very well or know the industry basics very well, at least like just, uh, you know, uh, I think it was, uh, which was, which is the other film? Uh, I think it was uh, Talaibi by uh, where, oh, starring, yeah. yes. starring Kangana yeah, yeah, Ranaut yeah. and yeah. there were a lot of very funny jobs you made on how it was a film more about Kangana Ranaut than it was about the actual person and I think again I, I expect the news of Ranaut to travel far like west also but I don't expect it to be like integrated like you had so I'm basically that's that's the the internet,
1: you know. Blame the internet, (laughs) you know. Stuff happens. You know, a butterfly flaps its wings in in Mumbai, and it comes around the world to London. Um, Yeah, yeah, you know, in particularly in that case, it was interesting the feedback on that review from Hmm. readers was, uh, yes, I, a lot of people, you know, enjoyed reading that review. I mean, it's only, yeah. you know, 300, 350 words. You don't, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, back in the day when I was doing those weekly reviews, they were 500, 600, 600 words. You could stretch your legs out and, and you yeah. know, write about pretty much anything to do with the film and the industry at the time. In those yeah. 300 words, you kind of got a cut to the chase. Yeah. Um, but particularly in, in that case, because there's a biopic of a figure who's much better known out mm. in India than she is over here. Yeah. You kind of have to cut to the chase and I I did get, you know, there was a fair bit of pushback on the fact that I I compared the politician to Margaret Thatcher, but you know, yeah. you say Margaret Thatcher to a British reader, they yeah. instantly know that, you know, divisive figure, yeah. you know, obviously had strengths but on weaknesses and and you know, polarizing, you know. Yeah. The, so it it was, it was kind of a shorthand for mm. that. Um but yeah, the, the, Sometimes you, you do kind of have to take shortcuts with those smaller reviews just to sort of yep. put an image in your reader's mind that, you yep. know, ideally you would like to several sentences to contextualize and, you know, finesse mm. or whatever. Um, yep. in, in that case, it, it really was a sort of cut to the chase. Who is this woman? Why have they made a film about her? Yep. And in, in that case, you know, the, the Kangana thing just leapt out. At me. It was it was yep. really star rebranding herself or doing image management on screen. Yep. Um, and actually that's been one of the things that one of the, the ways into the Indian industry, just mm-hmm. following the careers of stars, because I yeah do, I was think about one to of the, ask you on that. One of the <laughs> things that I, I kind of admire is that India still has a star system, for better or yeah. worse. You know, sometimes
0: I think people here will argue worse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I,
1: I've I've yeah. I've heard this often. I, you know, but right. I, I, I still think there is some value in having some kind yeah. of a star system because we are drawn to the cinema to see extraordinary people doing larger yep. than life things yep. um and and yeah hollywood seems to have kind of turned its back on the star system and we it's much more about the concepts or right ip and, or you know yep. you know stuff that people know brands yep. and things like that um and I, I think a lot of really great movie stars have suffered for that in america yep. Um, yeah. they're not getting the roles that they once did and you know no. as as audience members we're not getting the kind of films that we want to see yeah. um, because once you grow above a certain age you don't want to see people you know beating one another in lycra week in week out
0: it gets very boring very quickly if you're not into that kind of stuff you're you're appealing to the you're appealing to our crowd, Mark? Uh, my everyone. <laughs> oh, that's hears, good. that's yeah. true. Sure. But no, I'm also rat- I'm rattling the fanboys as we speak. I can hear the, uh, the I mean, rumble you, of their hooves. You rattle them by saying Dune is bad. I I you so that's that's fine. But uh, it, I, it's fine. We've all had like I've had like a lot of films this year which I've just I've just not been in sync with like a lot of people and I just find it like very strange. How I mean I'm not the biggest fan of Dune even though I like any in fair but Spencer really didn't work for me. We have an episode on it, and I mm-hmm. won't speak more about it because everyone's kind of tired of me yeah. <laughs> rattling about it. But you covered a lot of points, actually. I was about to ask you about the star system, and because the, I think the other review I was reading that was very interesting was uh, Gulabo Sitabo, which is a film that didn't work for you at all. Uh, So it was, I think you had mentioned that the stars are rendered absolutely aloof here or like made to look not sort of the big personalities, but you also said that the characters they were weren't interesting. So I was going to ask you about the stars sort of if you go into a film wanting to actually see the sort of star power that uh, that's that I think people in India now are basically like, we don't want that, which is strange. I think India in general, like from whatever we've come to sort of see from the last year, and we referenced your review of uh, Shersha and that's another film which has been a completely sort of, we've used it as a, as a punching bag throughout the year. But I think the the idea that stars need to do something different, so is is kind of prevalent here, whereas sort of again from the outside looking in, I think you s- kind of do like the whole element of the star, right?
1: Yeah, I, I like it when stars are sort of playing with their own personality, if yeah. you like. Um, and and I, actually, weirdly, I sort of 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 all the Khans I did warm briefly to Salman um, wow. in that sort of mid-teens period. The sort yeah. of badrangi uh, bajam. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, period where he was again it was him rebranding himself after sort of yeah. off-screen tragedy and, and and chaos yeah um but in in, in there was a, I mean, a, a tube light maybe went too far I think you know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the whole idea of 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 stars communicating with their audience through the yeah. medium of film is it, kind of fascinating and yeah. that sort of play of public persona versus private persona and you know Uh, SRK has been brilliant at this over Hmm. over the years. And I think, you know, one of the real sadnesses of recent years is that kind of the audience, you know, he seems to be still revered SRK,
0: but
1: a large part of his audience seems to have drifted away because he's doing, you know, when he does a fan, it seems to have sort of alienated a lot of people doing that. Um, I think fan,
0: fan received a decent, like I think fan was one of the few films that was, kind of champ not champion but like at least appreciated by a lot of sort of mainstream critics also but i think it just didn't work and i, I think what what as a as actually i'm a big shahrukh khan fan myself so for me it's uh, fascinating to look at his uh, as you said the whole public persona private persona like uh, like uh, like the sort of dichotomy between that is kind of fascinating to me and maybe that's why i kind of whichever film actually i see of him now i recently watched like a 2008 film uh and i was just like every film with these stars is probably going to have that sort of tension between those two personalities and i kind of enjoy watching that also like uh, uh much more so than what we kind of make nowadays sometimes like i, I th- that's kind of for me stuck in the middle of being like too western and do sort of Indian also, so it's... it's right, yeah, yeah. I can muddy, see that. Sort of.
1: I can see that. Yeah. I mean, the, the other big show, I mean, we, we know we're talking about the Khans here, and we, no. Amir is another example, you know, yes. when he tried to sort of... Um, you know he he's done in recent years much lighter role i think you know i'm thinking of him in secret superstar i'm thinking yeah. of him in thugs of hindustan which is a film that nobody liked apart from me oh, uh, no, like i know i think i think Whoa. maybe three i think three people liked thugs <laughs> of hindustan that i know, that i'm aware of on twitter um okay. so the, there's a small minority I, I particularly enjoyed watching amir in that because it's him yeah. sort of having fun in hmm. the middle of this massive Edifice of a blockbuster that's just yeah. burning, uh, you know, banknotes left, right, and centre. And he just comes uh, on on a donkey and he's messing around. And actually, yeah. for me, that was that was the performance that. Um, I, I, I sort of wanted from Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. You know, ah, okay. just the right amount of playful and knowing. Yeah, Whereas Johnny Depp
0: is... Go, goes
1: Depp is like com- sort of a, a pantomime <laughs> dame. In, <Yeah. laughs> and I know people enjoy watching it and, you know, yeah. at least in the first movie, by the time we get to Pirates of the Caribbean 36, it was a different matter. But... um yeah, so again, you know, Amir just sort of gently playing with audience perceptions, yeah. and you know, having fun, you know, amusing himself, and therefore thereby amusing us. I'm I'm yeah. totally down for that. But the big the big shift in recent years has been away from those big male stars hmm. into you know the, the young actresses coming up, Deepika yeah. and Alia, and you know, yeah. and 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 so that has kind of changed. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the other. Actually, the the one movie that I did in that sort of prime period when I was reviewing Week In, Week Out for The Guardian, where I do feel completely at odds with almost everybody else that I have a conversation with, it was Mm Tamasha.
0: Okay, you didn't like it.
1: I wasn't, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just mm. like, I, I found it very sort of cold and alienating. Mm. And, you know, th- there was a degree of game playing, which I got, mm. but I didn't get much out of playing that particular game. Um, yep. And I, you know, while it was quite fun to see those stars sort of play multiple mm. roles or, or vers- different versions of the same character or whatever, yep. it didn't get anything out of it particularly. It just it Go felt on. like a sort of fairly empty intellectual exercise. And Go yet... On. I get people coming to me all the time saying, "I love Tamasha. Say, wow. It
0: means so much to me." It's a cult um, following it's is good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> proper it's cult of... following. Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I mean, that that director in particular. I don't know if you've seen more stuff from Imtiaz Ali, but uh, he's a uh, he's, I think, one of the few sort of uh, divisive slash uh, interesting I, I say interesting because I'm divided on most of his work also I, I really yeah. like Tamasha but but I, I also don't like a lot of his other stuff so it's a very uh, interesting again so you are so basically what people are going to take out of this podcast is that you like Thugs of Hindustan and you don't like <laughs> Tamasha That's I will thugs- blow I will
1: blow whatever <laughs> tiny amount of credibility I have
0: I mean we, I have this- fun with uh,
1: Thugs of Hindustan you know which a other t-shirt f- made up with which that other
0: side. film you had like fun with which again I I didn't watch because a lot of people just flat out said that was really bad is Bell Bottoms uh, or Bell bottom is it yeah. yeah yeah no I I'm not I'm not uh, let's not make this a podcast where it's like oh, Mike is wrong about like, liking <laughs> Bell Bottom but but it's it's more to do I'm with... doing a
1: tw- twenty five other podcasts on that very theme this week. <laughs> Well, I mean, this was an interesting one. This was one of the first movies that I went to see in a cinema after the UK opened up. Um, So I think, if I remember rightly... Uh, it went. To, it went to streaming in India, or it, it did uh, it have went a brief cinema run, and yeah. then everything closed down again, or whatever. Yeah. Um. But this was sort of the middle of last summer when the UK was opening up again, for better mm-hmm. or worse. Um. And yeah, it was one of the first things I saw on a on a screen. And it was a. You know, I think a lot of films last year benefited from being a big film, in a big cinema at the right time, yeah. and people just wanted to get back into a cinema and see. That kind of filmy film you know something yeah. that fills the screen and, and you know it yeah. might not necessarily be the most highbrow intellectually challenging thing i do uh, think I, I did sincerely think that bellbottom was well, it was well put together and mm-hmm. it kind of knew what the audience wanted for a sort of friday saturday night popcorn yeah. movie um and actually he was not really an actor I, i've really taken a huge amount of interest in he's always been kind of there yeah. without sort yeah. of inspiring further thoughts on my part yeah. um i genuinely thought he was quite sort of uh dashing and sort of movie yeah. star like in that he then went and made uh sort of the cop movie with everybody in
0: which, um, revenge, right? which yes you, yeah. exactly yes yeah.
1: um and, and kind of blew whatever goodwill <laughs> he had whatever cool yeah. he.
0: he's uh he's interesting he's not a liked figure in india i think i mean not not amongst the uh, it's in a file community, just because of the nationalists sort of uh, do most of his stuff, uh, he's a little bit again, it's just treading similar lines to I think kong or North, and where like yeah, the, the film has kind of become um jingoistic and a bit annoying, honestly. But I know, yeah. I also
1: get the sense with him that um, this is where I betray that I have thought about him in, in <laughs> probably more depth than he has about himself, but yeah. um. <laughs> That he's, just, he's just relentlessly working. And I think if, you, if yeah. you're if you doing that, then the sort of quality control will inevitably go up and yeah, down. It's the sort yeah. of The Rock kind of yeah. thing. Although The Rock is quite sort of consistent, you know. And if there's a three-star is... movie to be made, <laughs> The Rock will turn up in a, you know, I guess more Nick Cage. Uh, yeah, no, Nick, Nick Cage is, goes like yeah, big Cage.
0: swings, right? So, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Nick Cage is like, yes, <laughs> it's very, very interesting or just appalling. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah fair enough uh so i i have one small other question and then we can briefly move on to your favorites because i want to discuss them because we've never discussed them on the podcast and i doubt we will ever because i don't think anyone will see memoria uh apart from like a very select sort of uh an elite group an elite group an elite group sure uh but uh my other question and i guess the last one was more to do with How do you approach like films now made by people about India and Indian subject matters, which are like, like, you know, British based filmmakers making those films. So like Gurinder Chadha is one of them, I think. And uh, I don't know, Mira Nair, is she located in the UK, uh, she's, or... uh, she's in
1: canada now she, canada, yeah, she's, okay. she's yeah north america so those are yeah, so the kind
0: of... two filmmakers are, that come to my mind i'm sure there's more asif kapari has never made a film on uh on india if i'm not wrong isn't isn't the warrior the one with earth fan in his his very first ah, film, okay okay i've not seen i think that.
1: that's sort of rajasthan area okay. i think i think
0: yeah so he i'm only aware of his documentary stuff which i really like but uh well, like have have you seen stuff from the other two, which who are the only two I can like sort of? I, I've
1: seen yeah, I've seen most of Garinda stuff, and yeah. um, she's kind of. Um, you know, a very mainstream, you know, Mm. she will say this herself. She makes film for a certain mainstream audience. And she did the uh, the TV series, which was uh, a bit like Downton, but in India, Viceroy's, no, she did the movie Viceroy's House. And then there there was a a TV series, which was in a sort of similar vein. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's very interested in that sort of colonial period. And that TV show went out at nine o'clock. On a Sunday night on ATV, mm-hmm. which is very much the Downton Abbey slot, it's that sort yep. of prestige period drama. Mm-hmm. So, as she will say, she she ha- she makes movies for that mainstream audience, yep. um, and some of them come off, and some of them don't. I mean, uh, you know, yep. I I I did a, a on-stage retrospective with her a couple of years ago, and you know, she's she's very frank about um, her, her work and the audience that she's going for. Yep. Um, and I, I like some of them more than I do others. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, you know, Bend It Like Beckham was one, another one of those sort of films that were sort of mi- yeah. milestones for Miles, the audience. Yeah. You know, if you, if you were a teenager and you saw that movie, it stayed, stayed with you and become a sort of cherished item. You've got the poster and the DVD and, yeah. you know, you might even have started playing football because of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Gorinda's it's very much in in that vein. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think very much of the Stephen Frears movie, Victoria and Abdul, when mm-hmm. that came out. And actually, Gurinder was, yeah. was, at one point, she was down to direct that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure whether that, maybe there would, there, there, someone would have made a more interesting mm-hmm. version of that film than Stephen Frears did. I mean, yeah. this is the problem right now. This, the, the, the British film industry is kind of stuck post-Downton in mm-hmm. the, on the assumption that, if you make anything anywhere around the world with pe- posh people in fancy frocks that's going to be a winner and and that's what we I do, mean yeah, yeah. Know, I mean yeah yeah I mean the
0: other version is the people in suits who just who like uh, who are also posh and rich and sort of uh, yeah, there, yeah. There are a
1: lot of posh people around. I mean, there always have been. Generally, that's that's kind of what we do. What we export: posh people. Um, but it can be very damaging um, to our culture and our, our politics. I'm thinking yeah. of right now. Um Yeah. No. That, I mean, the, this, this is the issue: is you know how flexible the British film industry is mm-hmm. and it, it hasn't been very flexible over the mm-hmm. years i think it's starting to loosen up a little bit and there are mm-hmm. new voices and, and and you know new filmmakers coming through which is a good yeah. sign um but it will take a while for those people to find their feet and mm-hmm. you know to, to, to get established and also traditionally we've been pretty lapsed whereas the french you know which the french film industry is not a million miles away from us
0: yeah
1: but if you're a young up and coming filmmaker in France, you very easily get to make two or three films before someone sits down and go, well, they didn't work. You're, not, mm-hmm. you're never going to work for us again. Whereas I think in Britain, if you make a debut movie that doesn't find an audience or doesn't get well-reviewed, yep. that's kind of it. Your funding is cut off and you're, you yep. know, you're cast out into the wilderness. Yep. So that's, that's always been an issue with the British film mm-hmm. industry.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so we start. It's a weird thing because I rewatched uh, Annette today because uh, I ne- I didn't really connect with it the first time, even though okay. I loved some parts of it a lot. The yeah. opening is one of my favorites of the year, maybe. It's great. Though. Maybe yeah. It, yeah. And, even, uh, even people
1: who don't like and love the opening. So, yeah, and I yeah. think the so, people who don't like it, that's that's the sort of where the crashing <laughs> disappointment the, sets
0: the, in. The time uh, it ends, basically. Yeah, once so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam Driver
1: sped off on his motorbike, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, they should just end the film there and it would be a five-star masterpiece.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I watched that uh, today, every watch it to today, and... I've been on a sort of memoria trance for like a week. So I've not been able to actually watch other stuff properly just because that film is kind of stuck in some part of my head. So the weird link I kind of found between them is that they're kind of about the depth of delusion, which is a quote unquote term used (laughs) in memoria. Uh, So it's a strange link that they have, like, because what they're basically going in other extremes, right? One of them is. Going full sort of artifice and like yeah maximalist, months, maximalist yeah. yeah and then memoria is the other way but it's a weird like ground I found where, where I was like this is very interesting how how two filmmakers kind of approach similar this completely different material in a way where uh I yeah I've been thinking about that connection but yeah go ahead uh, what I mean you,
1: you you're right I think they are kind of yin and yang you know, and I, yeah. I think I responded to them because they were you know, such extremes. I mean, it, it has been a weird couple of months, and I mean a weird couple of years, <laughs> but is, yeah. a, a particularly weird couple of months in terms yeah. of movie going, yeah. because I think this year's awards crop are kind of they're not a terrible awards crop, yep. but it's it's like you know we've got stuff that was made like three years ago and sat on a shelf, and stuff that was sort of knocked off during the pandemic, and stuff that was delayed or whatever, and it it it's all kind of fairly middling. And you know the, here are two films that are just so go so far far beyond that kind of yep. you know middling mass of awards movies. Yeah. Um, and so are, yeah, are you it,
0: saying that Belfast is not like experimental genius? <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I think I should, you know, <laughs> adopt a diplomatic, uh, as a British film critic, it, it doesn't hold me to comment any further on that Ken, Sir Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. Well. <laughs> uh, I'll be locked up in the Tower of London and they'll throw away the key if I uh, if I comment any more on that film. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an odd one. And uh, I, I mean, so I, I saw them in very different circumstances. I saw uh, Annette's towards the end of last summer, uh, when I was feeling a bit burnt out with life in general and cinema in particular. And I took myself away on holiday for a few days to Brighton, which is sort of south on the south coast, um, an hour away from from London by train. And I had a really good sort of restorative few days, just sort of lounging around on the beach in, in a sort of late September heat
0: wave yeah. which
1: came out of nowhere yeah. um and one afternoon i thought well i've done enough lounging i'm going to go into the the duke of york cinema which is a lovely lavish old mm-hmm. art deco cinema that they have down on the, on the promenade towards the promenade in brighton mm-hmm. and uh, catch up with annette which i hadn't seen and i'd heard you know people really really loved it and people were, just were completely baffled by it and and left cold by it but, you know, from that first scene, I was completely caught up in it and it it sort of did for me everything I wanted a big movie movie to do. And sometimes mm. you just want a big movie movie, something that's just sort of overwhelming yeah. your senses and so sort of sweepingly romantic. Yeah. And then, you know, having come out sort of it in a kind of, you know, on a high and skipping yeah. down, the street, you know, floating <laughs> down to the beach again. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of I, I looked into what you know Leo Scarris is actually writing about and the sort of autobiographical element to it, yeah. which is really tangled and very complicated. And if you know what he's writing about, it, it mm. casts that up film in a completely new light. But uh, you know, having absorbed all that and taking that taking that on board, yeah, um, that's kind of what art should be. It should be sort of yeah. complicated and interesting. And one minute it can seduce you, and the next yeah. it can break your heart. And um, for me, yeah, yeah I, I was completely blown away. It's, it's almost like it sort of bypassed all my critical faculties. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I, I'm very interested. It's only just come out on DVD here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick up a copy and go back and have a look at it on small screens. And that traditionally has yeah. been, you know, if it holds up on the small screen, it must be doing, you know, the fundamentals are all... I've,
0: I'm I'm a big proponent of just it should work on like any sort of medium yeah, uh, yeah. i mean i
1: don't watch yeah. stuff on my phone but you know yeah. I, oh yeah, I, yeah there's a dvd no, I, I, I watch on my laptop or yeah. whatever and if it holds up on that format then you know it's doing the basics right yeah. so I, I'm, yeah. I'm very intrigued to go back and and, and yeah. see it but i mean you know what, it Adam worked better for me
0: on the second viewing, if that's any. Oh,
1: good. Okay, well, that's But good. then I was also
0: not, like, totally converted in the first one. So, right. Yeah.
1: You weren't yeah. swept, you weren't floating down. I still
0: am not view. swept away by it, because I think he, does. like, there's just minor things he, like, because he's doing a lot of things, right? And then yeah, yeah, the mind moments.
1: Leos character has a lot on his mind. I know, yeah, movie. yeah. And it's it's I... coming out in different ways, and yeah, ways, yeah.
0: like I think the high, like the highs of it are like really, really they they do reach that sort of soaring, sort of uh, crescendo, sort of like that. Yeah. But like for me, there's like these couple of sides which I just feel it's like they just suck me out of it, and then it's basically like a another sort of way of getting back in tune with it so that sort of takes time but yeah. Adam Driver is terrific I think I, I mean he's I, he's been in like two I've seen two films of his I like Annette I like much more than Last Deal but he's fantastic in Last Deal also I think so I'm surprised he's not like in the sort of awards talk or whatever
1: um, yeah I guess you know the commercial failure of last Jewel has, yeah. has, you know has, has sunk that in terms That's of an true. award contender yeah. but yeah I mean in terms of Annette it's like a vaultingly ambitious yeah. performance. he has to be a stand-up comedian and yeah. a lover and a killer yeah. and a father and you know yeah there's a lot going on.
0: That's true yeah yeah. no that that, that, that film maybe we, we can probably do some episode on later. Uh, but the other one, just to end the episode on very quick promptly, is *Memoria*, right? So
1: yeah, which is it's completely the opposite. It's <laughs> it, you know it's so
0: quiet. It's so. Do it, it, you watch it, it has... in the cinema? Uh, no,
1: was... so amazingly, um, mm. because you know case numbers are still high. I mean, the cinemas are open around here Yeah. You, in theory, you can go and watch *Spider-Man: No Way Home* or *Scream* or *Nightmare Alley* and the things that are yeah. out right now. Um, And I'm hoping to get back. I, I'm. I'm still a little bit nervous about mm-hmm. going and sitting in a room for yeah. upwards of two hours, you know. Um, so I'm being a bit cautious and particularly mm-hmm. around here, which is, so I live in the Midlands, which is, yep. you know, um, bang in the, does what it says on the tin, <laughs> bang in the middle of the UK. Yep. Um, and by and large, we've had a fairly quiet pandemic in terms of case numbers and things like that but in, you know omicron has just scrambled the data on every level yeah um so case numbers are really high around here mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sort of a bit reluctant to go back out so mm-hmm. they send me a screener link of, of okay. Memorial, and i watched it on my laptop with headphones in which yeah. i do think sort of enhanced the experience you did, definitely. Feel sort of locked yeah. into it um and i yeah i was just blown away i think it has the most spectacular use of sound and sound yeah. design that i can certainly certainly in living memory i mean I, it mm-hmm. may well be the most extraordinary film to listen to yeah or stop you know those, I, I, yeah. I think it's and i i generally try and rein myself in and <laughs> you know and not go to those extremes in terms of comparisons but yeah. in terms of just how dynamic it sounds yeah. um you know that's always been a component of um where seth calls work in the past but never to this extent you know yeah. where he's pushed the sound that much and also made you aware of how much this is going to be about sound yeah you know from that very first
0: band, very yeah. first few
1: minutes and then Tilda goes to the recording studio and then we have yeah. to sit there and listen to five minutes of sound yeah. coming through a recording desk. That's you know, I mean, the
0: scene that actually made me link that and Annette, because both of because that's the one scene in which the sort of it starts artifice, in the recording studio. Yeah, 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 yeah And the yeah, artifice yeah. comes into it there, and then I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But yes, with yes, everything. Really, yeah, all the all the
1: knobs are being pushed up <laughs> to, the, to the max. If I yeah. can say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I genuinely thought it's, and I thought uh, Tilda Swinton, who was an actress who I I'm broadly pro on, I think she's fascinating yeah. to watch. Um. But in terms of just the last year, I've seen it in... Um, the French Dispatch, where she wears comedy teeth and she does yep. that lecture, and it's clearly just Tilda mucking around, um, yep. but quite funny. Um, mm. I've seen her in the Souvenir Part Two, the Joanna Hogg film, which is coming is out. That released? You know, there? I don't think it's next anywhere. week. Which is yeah, which is which is really good. And I, okay. I, I think um, you know, having said so much negative things about the British film industry, Joanna Hogg and her yep. two Souvenir films are really outstanding. I think yep. um, where she's playing a sort of the posh mother of the heroine, yep. and again a completely different characterization and here I don't think Memorial would work anywhere near as well with any other actress in the role because she is used like a lightning rod like I think yeah. I said in the review it, it's yeah. one of those rare examples where you can see a director actually using an actor or an actress like a tool like yeah. a you know a recording instrument to pick stuff yeah. up on her face you know when yeah. she reacts to that noise or whatever.
0: Um, I only got reminded of Delphine Searig in like one of those films where uh, oh, like yeah. in uh, sorry the last year in Marienbad and yeah, 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 John yeah, yeah, Dilleman yeah. where where the camera's yeah. at such a distance and then you're just like watching. It's all her. on the face. It's exactly. all on
1: that extraordinarily expressive face. Yeah. Um, it's like looking at a Geiger counter or something. Yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know tilda is sort of al- almost so sort of translucent that you can yeah. kind of see the nerves twitching and and, and yeah. whatever it's, it's genuinely fascinating to it so yeah i mean amazing sound design but also mm. extraordinary things to look at yeah. um I, I i'm i'm not Again, I will go back and look at it. I think the the ending, that final movement where things take off, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sold like, uh, like on that. Word. But I was kind of willing to go along with yeah. that on the ride. Right. Yeah. Um, but getting there, I was just absolutely knocked out by, and, yeah. and particularly at the end of what had been a pretty long and. A, as I said sort of fairly exhausting 12 months um, where I was feeling burnt out to suddenly sort of rediscover my love of movies when they're that good you know that that's been a real uh,
0: yeah it's just I I just love films which kind of lull you in one sort of mood and I think I I was also kind of looking for that and if anyone is like I know it's it's not an easy recommendation because it's slow I guess in that sense but like if you're really sort of in the mood for something which is uh meditative I don't know that term's so over no that's now, exactly what like, yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's but then uh then I think that's like the film for, for you and I, I mean I'm thinking like I I liked it the first time but then subsequently I've seen it once I've seen it twice but like I really have just wanted to go back to it so I'm it's probably just gonna be yeah, a shoot I off, all- like whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's much more accessible
1: than Uncle Boomy which I, I think mm-hmm. again is a really terrific film but I think yeah. if, if you put um someone down who'd never heard of um Abchat Pong Ethical yeah. and, and then showed them Uncle Boomi they would be I mean they might be amazed yeah. by it but they'd be thrown by it in many places and they yeah. might sort of snap out of it. Whereas *Memoria*, I think teaches you from a very early stage how to watch it, how yeah. to look at it, how to listen to it, and yeah. I think those, you know, those kind of films are really special. Where the, where the director is saying, "Okay, I'm going to do something different here," yeah. but if you go with me, I will show you what I'm doing, and it will yeah. take us somewhere along the way.
0: And I think it's also one of the few films, at least till a certain point, there is like an element of mystery and suspense, which is like very evident. Like you are yeah. actually like aware of how clear the it's it's mystery. a quest narrative. It's a woman yeah. going on a
1: quest to find out yeah. what this noise is and whether she's the only one that can hear it and if it, yeah. you know whatever it is, you know, she has to find yeah. it out. So it, it's kind of it is a mystery. It is a bit of a detective story and yeah. it has that sort of supernatural edge as well, I think. Yeah. So it, it is it. it's 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 possibly, you know, in as much it, <laughs> as it sounds like a very strange thing to say about a Napchat film. where are a film. It's his most accessible film, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, you made a conjuring uh, reference in your review, which, I, which, which was very, uh, I never thought of it like that. It made sense. I would
1: be very intrigued to, you know, to get a bunch load of, of popcorn, uh, you know, chowing teenagers in and take their mobile phones <laughs> them over and say you're going to watch this movie and see what you think and i don't, i think they would respond to it in some way and i did it, it'd be an interesting I, social experiment i think
0: I you're think. i think you're you're, you're generous and what do you think people would respond <laughs> to. uh but yeah it was uh great talking to you mike i think this was uh i hope you enjoyed it i hope i wasn't like grilling you about your love for uh, no honestly this has been really
1: this has been really fun thank you so much for having me I hope it's no been- it's been
0: it's been great i mean if ever we want to do something extra and like you are interested I'm, i'll approach you and and we'd love to hear more from you uh and again i will be linking everything in the descriptions i'll ask for mike for his other social media accounts i i, I myself am only on like instagram recently so i i have i'm like a hermit. So basically, I I have uh, less knowledge about it. Anyways, but I will be linking everything in the description. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want, if you want more recommendations, if you want to sort of uh, tell us what to watch and like review later, please do so and...
1: and and then then it shrinks.